Hey, hockey fans, T-Boss is 13-3 here, coming to you from the Chippewa Area Ice Arena. We are honored to have the state-bound captains from the Chippewa Falls Cardinals High School. This episode is sponsored by Riverside Bike and Skate, Kelly Heating and Electric, Hertel Law, Northwoods Therapy Associates, and Chippewa Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, which has been committed to the health care needs of patients in western Wisconsin since 1954. The orthopedic surgeons and athletic trainers serve many area schools. Mogi. Well, we'd like to welcome the Chippewa Falls High School captains, as JC said, defenseman Gus Thorpe, and forwards Mason Johnson and Jackson Haim. This should be a great conversation with the leaders. Lead, I, I messed it up. Okay, we're not going to rewind because I tell people we don't do that. Hoyam, <laughs> how did I do that time? Pretty good. Pretty good. Second time's a charm for the Mokester. <laughs> All right, way to go, Mokester. What an idiot. Okay, anyway, uh, looking forward to talking with the boys uh, uh, just on the on the eve of uh, heading down to the Wisconsin High School Division One Boys State Hockey Tournament. So welcome, boys. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us, thanks guys. I appreciate us. it. You know, I'm going to start out with a quick question here. Mason and Jackson, my understanding is you guys have been playing together since you were knee-high to a jackrabbit. Is that about true? Yeah. Okay, so as the years have progressed, who's the better sniper? I'd have to go Joan. I think he can pick a party goalie pretty good, so I'd say him. Oh, yeah? I'd say Mason's a better passer. Better passer. I like it. All right. So we got teamwork going on right out of the gate. Mode. Passing around the compliments. They don't want to take any credit, right? That's yeah. a hockey guy. That's a hockey team. <laughs> Those are leaders guy. right there. So guys, is uh, is Gussie feeding you or is he just going coast to coast every time he gets the puck? How's that work out? I say he's feeding us. I mean, I think Gus is the most assist on the team, though. No? Or he's definitely up there. So I say Gus definitely passed the biscuit around pretty good. It's awesome. All right, Gus, we had a, a so short interview with you a while ago, and obviously your hockey career has spanned a lot more since that time. But for our listeners, tell us, how old were you when you started playing hockey? Three or four. Three or four. And you got a family hockey background. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Uh, my uncle Ernie was uh, played for North and then all the way up to semi-pro, I believe. And then my brother... Only played high school, did obviously some like extra stuff. And then my dad played for North, was a goalie, and then played for the Blue Golds. And then, I mean, we like they and I have grown up around hockey all my life. So it's been in the family for a long time. So you didn't have a choice. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit, but yeah, I was. I didn't like skating at all. And then eventually one day my dad brought home skates and said, you're going to like it or not. So <laughs> you're going to try it. I like it. Pretty influential. Yeah, game, yeah. Huh? All right. And Jackson, when did you start playing? I'd say around three or four, too. All right. And were you from Chippewa Falls originally? Yeah. Okay. So, Mason, you two, were you guys growing up since Mites then playing with each other? Yeah. I believe uh, Jackson played up a year when I was in Mites and he was in Squirts. But other than that, ever since the get-go, yeah. So, of the three of you, do any of you guys have a family history of Chippewa hockey as far as older brothers or sisters playing in this area? I do not. My dad played here and my older brother played here a few years ago. Oh, awesome. Oh, so, nice. you're kind of following in the footsteps. Yeah, that's cool. I always have the... He's a legacy kid. Yeah. That's nice. A, that's the way we like it. Very nice. All right. Go ahead, Mo. All right. So... Talk a little bit about your youth hockey experiences here in Chippewa Falls. I mean, this is a totally volunteer-run association, and uh, I, I'm look. I'm in. I'm in this locker room area with you guys. It's kind of like a little uh, little lounge area. I've been to back. I've seen the weight room, the locker room. You've got two sheets of ice now. 
how cool is it to be able to, you know, say you're from Chippewa Falls and all these people work so hard to to give you guys this gift here. Yeah, it's definitely been cool. Like I know, like coming here, I mean, I was a Eau Claire youth hockey kid growing up, but I mean, after I switched, I saw like all the facilities and stuff that they had here from the people that donated. And like, obviously, I mean, there's good coaches in Eau Claire, but I feel like all of us three were fortunate enough to get Matt Luckowitz and mm-hmm. he yeah. brought in a couple of good guys. And then like, obviously some of the older high school kids would come out and skate and then he'd get steel kids to come out with us too. So I think that to have that kind of opportunity compared to, I mean, Eau Claire is definitely a big step ahead of the game, I guess I could say, but I mean, it's obviously a big step. I mean, you look at North Memorial, they don't, have a locker room or they don't have, I mean, they got a workout room, but I mean, that's shared between them, the girls, the blue golds, blue gold girls. Like, I mean, we get our own thing. We can use it whenever we want. We can come up here whenever we want. It's just super nice and really great to have. Gus, do you think the transition for you going from your buddies playing Eau Claire youth hockey to Chippewa Falls hockey, was that an okay transition for you? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, like these guys, I didn't know much about, I mean, Jackson or Mason. I just like watching them growing up. I mean, they lit it up and I knew that they were like, capable of like we were gonna have a really good team so i mean they came welcomed me and it was a super easy switch i mean some hurt feelings in eau claire but i mean it was best for me and then i mean we ended up going what 50 and 53 and two or something yeah, so it was a pretty good years. year so oh, mason so. and jackson what were your what were your thoughts when you knew that uh that Gus is going to come and join your team now. You don't have to battle him in the corners anymore. You don't have him sticking you out front yeah, when you're in the exactly, slot. Yeah. I mean, is it better to have him on your team or on the other team? Sure is better having him on my team. I remember when I played him when I was younger, I always knew where he was on the ice because he was a big <laughs> kid. I'll, I'll be honest, I was afraid of him. So it was obviously all good news to have a you know powerhouse defenseman like him on our back end. So yeah, I remember when I first played Gus, when I like started to realize who he was, he just smoked me in the middle of the ice, and I've remembered him ever since. <laughs> <laughs> that says something about I wanted to know where that guy was on the ice when That's I was out sure. there, too. Yeah. You guys play in a strong eight-team Big Rivers conference. Hudson and Eau Claire Memorial are regularly you know, at the top of the list along with Chippewa Falls. When you guys are getting ready to battle – which team do you think brings you the toughest game? Definitely Eau Claire Memorial. Yeah. Okay. What's what's so significant about them, Jackson? They have the best defense in the BRC, I'd say. Okay. Going against. Going against them. Yeah, yeah. The going going with that too. I mean, it's like I, like north of them is a kind of a cross town, but I mean, like, I feel like it always like there's been like a battle between Chippewa and Memorial, just because I mean, I feel like there's. Nah, I guess I shouldn't say connection, but more of the kids know each other. It's just like it's just a battle, like. And he's right. Like, yeah, they've always had strong D. I mean, like, for instance, like Ty Emerson, like those mm-hmm. guys, like Jake they produce McCabe. a lot. Jake McCabe, like yep. they've always had good defensemen. And I mean, their forwards have had depth. Like a couple of years ago, what, they had like Peyton Platter, mm-hmm. Joe, yep. like all Joe those Kelly, kids. Yep. Like it was just, I mean, like they like they're not bad. So I mean, it's always been like it's kind of our cross town showdown with them. So all right, very good. Yeah, and. You know, you've got um, smaller schools like uh, River Falls, New Richmond, who've, you know, qualified for Division II state tournaments in the past. Do you think, even though they're in the D2, do they still come with a strong game? I definitely think they do. I know their Bantam team last year uh, won state for their age group, so obviously they have a solid bunch coming up. And then beating Menominee is also a really good Division II team to go to state this year huge accomplishment so i think they could perfectly compete in you know division one so they're fine 
So you guys went undefeated in the conference this year. So what was it, do you think, that that you were able to come together as a team and have such a have such a phenomenal phenomenal season? Jackson, what you got? I think we just realized that we had a really good team and that we could do something really special and we all just put in put in the extra work and it showed. When you're going through the playoffs, you know, through the regionals and the sectionals, did you guys prepare differently for each of the teams you were going to face? I would say no. I mean, there was definitely some feelings like Memorial. I mean, everybody said kind of like Memorial felt like a state championship game. Like there's just a lot of nerves, tension. Like, I mean, you look back when we played at Memorial, I mean, we only lost in over or we won in overtime. So it was a tight game. And I mean, we didn't expect to have it be, obviously they didn't score once, but I mean, we expected to have probably have a couple goals. It'd be like a one goal game, but I mean, every game was kind of the same. I mean, we warmed up the same guys did pretty much the same thing. It was just, nerves and stuff like that so so let's talk a little bit about for our young listeners um you guys obviously have been ultra successful this year and congratulations on on just a great year but can you tell us for our young listeners what do you what do you do in the summer i mean you don't sit around eating pizza and drinking coke all day i'm sure playing video games what do you what do you actually do to to get yourself to be able to play at this such a high level oh well obviously i just Staying on the ice is obviously important, you know. And then uh, they have a 10,000 shot here, which kind of gets all the players, you know, shooting pucks in the summer and stuff. And we have a phenomenal shooting cage here, too. So I think that helps a lot of players. You know, you just get a shirt at the end of the year. But, I mean, shooting 10,000 pucks for the summer is an accomplishment. So, wow. Do you have a little competition between you guys? See who gets the most shots in the summer? I, I not this year, but I mean in the past. I mean, we all, uh, me and Jackson did. It. I know. I don't know if Gus. I didn't, but yeah, I know you guys did it. Jackson, how about you? Wow, I'd say VSA has been a great help for summer training around here. It's just they got such nice facilities, and it's just amazing to have right at your hands. Do you guys take any uh, skating lessons or power skating lessons from coaches in the off season? At VSA, I know me oh, yeah. and Mason did with. Uh, Garcia, yeah, Jonathan Garcia, yeah, they yeah. got a speed skating champion treadmill, yeah, yeah. And he's great. He obviously knows what he's talking about, so it's always how's that treadmill? That's pretty crazy up there. It's definitely scary. I mean, you got a safety harness for a reason, so <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's definitely different. But I mean, you get used to it, you know. Sure, sure. How about pregame meals? You guys got a ritual on what time you eat before that seven o'clock game, and whether it's carbs or donuts or you know. <laughs> Jackson, what about you? Donuts. <laughs> hey, yeah. We're not talking about JC's pregame, okay? All right, all right. <laughs> Usually before a game, I get Jimmy John's, and on road games, our go-to stop is Jimmy John's, so I just like to keep it the same, even at home games, and just eat when I get to the rink. All right, Gus? Uh, usually try to stay away from yeah, like Jimmy John's and stuff. Obviously, we do it on the road, but I like to go home. Have my mom or somebody make some food for me, like make myself a sandwich or something, whatever I kind of got. Like I don't like to eat a lot before a game, but at least get something in me, and then I'll come here, get fluids, a lot of fluids, and then obviously some snacks, granola bars, stuff like that, but nothing too big. Yeah, I'm there with Gus. I go home. I get kind of sick of Jimmy John's too, doing it on the yeah. road every single day. It's a lot. So I just go home, get chicken and rice, have something kind of light that'll digest pretty easily, and then just get to the rink early and then just have fluids and stuff like that. 
So we're going to ask some questions about your teammates, and we, and we just want you to go full bore on them, okay? Um, but I want to talk about the. I, I saw you guys play River Falls earlier in the season, and I texted Coach Parker, and I said, man, these guys are fast, they're gritty, and skilled. Would you say that pretty much encompasses how you guys play? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's right on. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, most of the time we when are. But yeah, when, when we want to be, we're yeah top team that can do that stuff. But when we don't want to be, obviously it's – just like any other team that we've played. So if you're not playing that way, you're not playing the Cardinal way, what happens? Who steps up and says, hey, boys, we got to get after it. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. Who's the leader on the ice? And also, who's the leader in the locker room? I mean, yeah, not to talk ourselves up, but I mean, I think we they couldn't have done a better job this year picking captains. I mean, there's probably a couple other kids in there, too, that deserve, I mean, a little more, like maybe an A or something. But, I mean, even those kids know that, I mean, they know that they should have got it and they're capable of talking and saying, hey, like, let's go here. Come on, figure something out. But, I mean, coaches are pretty good, too. Like, they'll come in, figure it out. But, yeah, I mean, we pick each other up. Everybody knows how to kind of get get rolling again. So, If you've got a down period or your goalie has had a tough period, who's who's the one that's going to – you know, get into the locker room first, start shaking things up, or, you know, pad the goalie and say, hey, it's okay, we got this next one. I mean, kind of. I'd say Gus. Yeah. I think Gus, Gus can do it. I mean, everybody, too. I mean, yeah, like these two will do it. I mean, it's just whoever kind of steps up first and says, hey, like takes initiative and says, hey, let's go. I mean, but everybody will do it. I mean, nobody's scared. It just depends on who will do it. Okay. So. So nobody's afraid to do it. If if somebody else on the team speaks up a little bit, you guys okay with that? Yeah, we're totally yeah, fine with that. We want that. So anything that'll, like, obviously get the other kids going. I mean, maybe they don't want to hear from us all the time. So having people like Drew or somebody else step up for once in a while is pretty nice. So just get, I mean, a different voice in there. It's so, nice. So you're saying you don't have to have a letter on your jersey to be a leader? No. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I like that. That's that teamwork thing again. <clears throat> Absolutely. All right, so l- let's get down to the individual players on the team here. Who on the team plays with the most grit? Everybody's staring at each other, Mo. I, I don't know. I, I if think they... they're all looking at their feet. I don't know. Come on, boys. Who is <laughs> I'd, it? I think Jackson. I'd say he gets after it. You know, in the corner, he's always going 100%. So I'd go Jackson on that one. Yeah, I'd say both of these two. That's pretty simple. I mean, yeah, they both go hard. If something's, if they get the puck taken away, they're going to get it back either now or when the kid gets run over by him. So it'll happen at some point. So they're relentless four checkers. Yeah. Get after it. Okay. Neither so, one of them afraid to hit then? Yes. No. I've seen both of them blow some kids up and it's, it's been awesome because I mean, it doesn't happen a lot, but they'll like, they'll hit, but a big hit from one of these two is pretty awesome when it happens. It fires up the whole team. Yeah. Yeah. That usually does. So who's got the silkiest mitts on the, on the team? And it doesn't have to just be you three guys. Anybody mm-hmm. else in the locker room who's got the silkiest mitts that, that makes you go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he did that, either in practice or in games? I'd say Drew for sure, yeah, in my Drew opinion. Drew, Drew can get some people's jock straps up in the rafters. So, <laughs> I mean, he's really good. I mean, he could probably dangle someone in a telephone booth. So, I'd probably say him. Wow. Oh, what's Drew's Impressive. last name? Bovey. Drew Bovey. All right. So little shout it, out for Drew. A little shout out for Drew. And you know, we it, when when you talk about Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky, that's exactly, you know, they can stick handle through a, a in a phone booth. So this guy's got the hands, huh? Yeah, I'd say definitely. All right. So how do you even know what a phone booth is? I mean, when's the last time you saw one? <laughs> I I can't tell you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mason, I'm just giving you grief. JC and I probably use phone booths a lot, calling our girlfriends when our mom and dad wouldn't let us use the phone at home. That's right. All right, so uh, talked about the silkiest mitts. We talked about the greediest. Who's got the hardest shot on the team? Definitely Gus. <laughs> yeah. It's it's tough screening the goalie when he's yeah. when he's teed up at the point. I know, I know Joe almost felt someone in front of him that day. Yeah, especially on the, on the power, power play. play. You never know. Yeah, you definitely got some incoming, coming. huh? Yeah, make sure you're facing Gus. Yeah, yeah. you know what's coming. So are you trying to tell me that he's got the hardest shot, but he's got no control? No, he's definitely got control. It's just like when you're fighting in front of the net for that uh, positioning, you just. And then sometimes it just a hard blast comes in and it just takes you by surprise. <laughs> okay. Has he ever caught you in a, in a rough spot and you're like, oh, gosh. Right in the top of the foot. Oh, <laughs> that, that, oh that does hurt. <laughs> you guys wear ankle guards at all? I wish. No. I wish. No. Okay. Way to go, Gussie. Oh, my gosh. Hurt your own guys. A little friendly fire out there. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to give a quick shout-out to a couple sponsors. Northwoods Therapy takes pride in being your choice for physical therapy in the Chippewa Valley since 1981. Northwoods Physical Therapy is a clinic where you can receive the care you deserve and are treated like family. And Kelly Heating and Electric, dedicated to serving their customers' heating and electrical needs efficiently. They have been named one of Bryant's Medal of Excellence winners. They provide expert advice from a friendly staff that can provide you with the knowledge you need to make the best decisions on your next electrical, heating, or air conditioning project. Mogi. So, uh, Jackson and Mason, you guys have played together since, like JC said, knee high to a uh, jackrabbit. Is that what you said? Uh, that's okay. it. Jack and Gus is a little, little has, hasn't been with them as long, but uh, through all these years, guys, who's got the smelliest gear bag? Out of me and him? Out of the whole team. whole team. All the guys you played with. I wouldn't say there's like a smelliest, but like, I don't really remember it in Bantams, but I mean, definitely yeah. Swobes, Caden Sobota has merged out this year. All of his. Yeah. yeah he's been lingering. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say Caden uh, Sobota, I think uh, Coach Thorpe has told him to go home and wash his gear a couple times this year. So you can smell him on the ice. So I'd say Caden Sobota. Yeah, I'd go there too. So All right, it's a shout out for them, for him. <laughs> you got a whiff as he's trying skating by you? Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to get into a headlock with him. Does he, no. does he have his own little spot in the locker room? Nobody will sit by him, or how's that work? No, out? we haven't really smelt them, but I mean, every, like, coach, yeah, like I said, Coach Sorbus told him to take his stuff home. I mean, his jersey's like from sweat have gotten yellow and stuff i mean you can it's like there's it's there but i mean like nobody's really i don't think like no. noticed it yeah it's not that bad but everybody's pretty good about taking their stuff home and washing it and stuff like that so all right who on the team has got the superstitions the quirks you know got to do the same thing you know and it might be one of you guys you know you put your skate on this you know the left one always first or you know you win a game so you don't change your underwear for a week you know anything like that <laughs> I personally don't, but Jackson, now you have one with TZ. Yeah, I always guard. give uh, Coach Taylor my wax and mouth guard before we go out for the national anthem, and just have it on the bench for me, just in case I need it. Okay. Otherwise, I don't think I know anyone that's got anything crazy or outrageous. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, nothing really. But I mean, I I see these two basically do the same thing before every game. I wouldn't say it's a superstition, but they keep it pretty routine, same stuff that they do. So sure. So you've been playing in the. In the Big Rivers Conference, um, but you also play some of the top teams in the state every year. I mean, you guys grind it. You don't you don't have an easy schedule. There's really not an easy team on your on your schedule. Who's the toughest barn to play in? For me, I think it's just Eau Claire Memorial because I mean they always 
have fans there on their side too. And I really just don't like the soft ice. I mean, we have really, we're fortunate that Chip would have really good ice and they keep it up to par pretty good. So I think it's a big shift when we go from here to Eau Claire kind of with the ice is mainly a thing for me. I'm just kind of picky about it. So I just say Eau Claire just because the soft ice for me. And you're a pretty skilled player. That soft ice gets a lot of snow on that that kind of yeah slows down the game more too. So sure, that, yep. that's it for me. Okay, how about you, Gus? Yeah, I'd probably say Hobbs when that gets packed or Hudson. Like I know last year for a freshman coming in and seeing them wrapped around the backside of the glass when we played them is just seems like everybody's kind of caving in on you. So I'd say Hudson and yeah. Memorial is definitely a big one. Okay, Jackson. I'd say New Richmond's rink, it's a bit older rink, and like Hobbs, it's softer. And it's just, for me, it's tougher to play in because they got the student section right there too. Okay. Every member on a hockey team has got their role, you know, whether it's uh, the grinder or, you know, the four checker or, you know, the PK or the power play. Jackson, what is it that you bring to Chippewa Falls High School that the coach likes about you? I'd say a 200-foot game. Like, I can put the puck in the net, and I'm willing to work on the defensive side, too, to get the puck out and back in the middle zone. So you actually back-check is what you're trying to tell me. Yeah, most of the time. Oh, man, most of the time. All right, we got a little <laughs> bit of truth on them there, but all right, most of the time. I see your two, your two line or, uh, teammates were kind of looking at each other, but no, that's a good 200-foot game. I like it. Okay, Mason, you got a big-ass smile on your face. You wanna... It's getting there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to add to that answer? Well, I mean, yeah, Coach preaches us a lot about backtracking. If he says, just if you can't backtrack, you got to get off the ice. So, you know. All right. So, what do you bring to the game? Uh, I think I can see the ice pretty well and create some kind of passing lanes and stuff. I just think I have pretty good vision on the ice, setting up plays and stuff like that. Gus. Um. Yeah, I'd say my vision. Uh. Make the first pass, just be simple, get get the guys out, get them going. Um, I can score. Obviously, I think my biggest thing is assists. But, I mean, yeah, I'm not afraid to score. When I get the chance to score, I feel like I'm pretty good at scoring. So, All right, awesome. Excellent. Now, looking at, you know, the Chippewa Steel here in town, do you guys ever go watch any of those games? And if so, is there any particular player on the team that you guys like to watch? Yeah, Jackson. I really like to watch Peyton Platter. Okay. Yeah, he's really skilled forward, and he's fun to watch. Yeah, he's got a big body, and it almost seems like the puck's just super glued to his stick, kind of. And his puck control is unreal. It's no doubt why he's committed Division One and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely say yeah, Peyton Platter. Um, obviously, I skate with him all summer in Minnesota. So I mean, yeah, seeing him skate up against some of the top USHL kids that we skate with, I mean, he makes he can make them look silly. So I think he's definitely capable to be at the USHL level. But obviously. He's here and he's dominating where he is now. So, I mean, there's no doubt why he's committed. I mean, like Mason said, I mean, yeah, you look at him, I mean, the puck's never off the kid's stick. So, and then another player I'd say, too, is probably Talent Blanc. He just works hard. Okay. Just hard kid to play against. I remember playing him against, uh, what did he play for? St. Mary Springs and Fond du Lac. He just works hard. He's just like, yeah, just a prick to play against. So, oh, I like that. All right. So, let's uh, take another break for our sponsors <clears throat> Riverside Bike and Skate. Eau Claire's Hockey Headquarters, which is the oldest hockey store in the state of Wisconsin. 
Buy hockey gear from the people that play and know the game. And don't forget about their bicycle sales and service, as well as your paddle sports center for kayaks and canoes. And I imagine you guys have spent a couple minutes down at Riverside Bike and Skate throughout the years, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> some tape, some twigs there. I'm sure Pat appreciates that. And Hertel Law, the law firm you want on your side. Focusing on criminal defense and personal injury, Harry Hertel has been obtaining results for clients in the Chippewa Valley since 1981. When you need legal help, if injured or accused of a crime, call 715-832-4330 for a free in-person consultation. Gus, there was a recent article in West Prep, West Prep Hockey that uh, the the NHL player that you like to watch the most or that you followed, uh, although he's retired now, long retired, was Bobby Clark. What was it about Bob Clark that you liked about his style of play? Uh, same thing. He's just kind of a prick. I mean, he <laughs> watching the video, I mean, he, I think they were playing Russia, I think, and he came down the middle of the ice and just whacked some guy and broke his ankle. I think it was in... 72. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's, series. yeah, that's my, uh, one of my favorite clips of him. But yeah, another guy I'd say too is Jake McCabe. Obviously, he's the guy that I follow along the most with now, but Jake McCabe is same thing, simple. He can score, gets a lot of assists, but yeah, simple guy that makes the first good pass and gets, gets him out. So Jack- Bobby Clark's smile is a little different than your smile. You know, he, he's lost all his teeth and, yeah. you know, he's, he's got that brown flowing hair, at least from back in his playing career. You guys have any dental issues throughout the years playing hockey, or do you still have all your teeth? I've been fortunate to have a full set of jaws. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> got Jason. the full cage on still, but <laughs> yeah, fine. Huh, yeah, you could still have an issue, couldn't you? Yeah, I've been lucky, though. No Jackson? Problems. Yeah, last year during T-Dub, I cut my lip open pretty good and on the inside, but no teeth lost yet. Okay. <laughs> I like the yet part. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> all so right. Let's... Can we, can we well, just one second here, Jason? Yeah. You, you talk about that. So you guys wear a full cage, okay? Now, um, I'm I'm gonna assume that you guys all are hoping to play at the next level, and if that's juniors, that means a, a shield, a mm-hmm. visor, okay? If you had a choice right now, would you go visor or would you stick with the full cage? Uh, for me, I know it's a little scary, but I'd love a visor. I want to fight, so I know when I go to juniors, there's no doubt that I'll be fighting. So I think. Uh, It'd be kind of cool, but it's also kind of a respect thing. Like, I mean, they know, obviously the juniors, they know how to keep their sticks down. I mean, every stick gets high again and they'll catch somebody high, but I mean, they're all pretty good about keeping it low because I mean, they have respect for each other in the game. So it'll get scary at points, but I mean, I think a visor is better than a cage. Jackson, Jackson, what do you think? Um, I'd say it's pretty scary to wear a visor, but I still think I'd do it because... It's clear more than cage you can see better. Yeah, no doubt about that. How about you, Mason? Yeah, obviously you can see better and I feel like that. But, I mean, there's some loose cannon shots out here, you know, <laughs> some pretty high sticks. So, I don't, I don't know about that one. I'm thinking, okay, next year you guys are all playing juniors and Gus is on your team and you're on visors and he's loading up. What does that look like for you? Ca- you can catch me in the bleachers. That's what you can catch me. <laughs> catch me in the bleachers. I like it. Oh, you know, we we got an answer out of out of Gus regarding uh, you know, a player he liked to watch. Uh, uh Mason, was there is there a player in the NHL you like to watch or emulate at all? Uh that I like to watch is both the Connors. They're really fun to watch. Obviously, they're really talented and the uh young rookie Connor Bedard is really creative and just fun to watch and entertain. His ability to like change his shot, kind of like Austin Matthews is really fun to watch and then 
the other Connor McDavid, just watching him wheel around, everyone's just unbelievable. So I'd say the Connors right now in the NHL. Jackson? I'd say Cole Caulfield and Austin Matthews. They're just really fun to watch, and they can both score so much. Do you guys ever practice their moves on the ice? I've, I've seen both of them practicing it. And then Jackson's pretty mm-hmm. good at the toe drag release. He's got pretty good of toe drag release, I'd say. All right. Awesome. <laughs> All right, dude. Gus, I know that you've already been drafted uh, by the USHL. Mason, do you have any uh, desire to play hockey after high school? Yeah, I do if the opportunity is there, but I'm I'm not gonna like chase something that's gone. So I don't think I'll, I'm not gonna do like pay to play or anything like that. And if juniors doesn't work out, then I'll just have fun at the club hockey level. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I'd any, say the same as Mason. Same. Have you guys got any sniffs from any teams that are looking? Yeah, a couple of null teams that we've been in contact with, but nothing more than that, I'd say. Okay. Okay. Same thing with you, Mason. Yeah, that, and then there's also the AJHL coach that or scout that's talked to me in Jackson. He follows through T Dub in a little bit in high school, so him too. Okay. Very Canada good. League. Moog? So, guys, only four teams from Division One qualified for the state championships this weekend down in um, down in Madison. What were you thinking? When the buzzer went off and you knew that that was going to be you guys, how, how did that how did that feel for you? Felt pretty unreal. Like we've been dreaming about that, and like that was our goal this whole year and last year too. We had a good group of guys, and it just it still doesn't even feel like it really happened. Yeah, didn't work out. Yeah, it just it's an unreal feeling. Is there a mindset that the coach is telling you? that you need to keep this week so that you can focus on that first game and, you know, stay prepared and not drift off into la-la land or, you know, looking forward to that state title game on Saturday. Is there a mindset he's asking you guys to keep? Uh, one thing he's could they bought, like, all of them harp on is just, like, don't let the outside noise in. Like, just keep, like, obviously be respectful, be humble, like, thanks, thank you, stuff like that. But, yeah, like, keep the outside noise out and just – Keep your eyes forward on what needs to be accomplished. Our practices, well, today was practice number one that we, we had with the, with you guys, but is it practices coming into this week pretty much going to be the norm and focusing on the basics rather than something uh, in particular for the first game? Uh, no, I think it's just going to be the same, same old, same old. I mean, we got all our systems down and kind of just sticking to them, you know, doing what works best for us, and we'll just continue to do that and just – kind of sand out all the areas that we need to work on. But I think it's just going to be basically the same and just keep going through the motions. I think I heard Coach Thorpe mention something about the first eight minutes of the first period against Stevens Point. I don't think he was really that thrilled with your with how, how it came together. What's going to make it different when you line up against Brookfield coming up this weekend? How are you going to make sure you don't have that eight-minute lapse and, you, and you're right into the game right off the bat? Just hope, I guess, everybody's prepared. I mean, we can only do so much. They can only do so much. We just got to hope everybody comes together as a team. Like, I don't know, we, I, us three can't control the kid next to us. I mean, we hope we can get him going, but, I mean, we can't control him. So, right. I mean, hopefully everybody's ready to go and ready to play. Yeah, have a better first eight minutes than yeah. Saturday. Yeah, then obviously it's normal just to get all the jitters out and stuff like that. But obviously a huge part of winning the game is just coming out fast and strong, getting ahead while we can, so. 
Are you familiar with that team at all? Have you guys been able to watch them or heard anything about them going into this game? I haven't even heard about them until this year. Okay. Yeah, the only reason I know them is just because I got a teed up kid that plays for them. But yeah, otherwise, I mean, they don't have a tough conference. I mean, they play they played KMMO. I don't. I think that's like Catamaran or something. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't. I didn't hear about them till this year too. So. Okay. So you guys are going into the unknown right now, the first yeah. game of the yeah. state title. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you got the kind of a target on your back. You guys are ranked number one in the state. So we hope uh, we hope you come out shooting and firing right off the bat uh, when you when you get going. So Coach Parker's been at the helm here at Chippewa Falls for over thirty five years. Okay, mm-hmm. I know some guys who's uh, he coached the dads of the sons. Okay, he's been here yeah. so long, yeah. which is which is amazing. That's how you build and sustain a program. How sweet would it be for you guys to win that first state championship for him? I think it'd be big. I mean, I'd obviously like to see it happen just because Austin's never won one. I mean, all the coaches have never won one. I mean, Coach Thorpe's got a national championship with the Blue Golds, but I think that's a little bit different than obviously a state championship with a high school team. So, I mean, I think it'd be cool for all of them, and it'd obviously be cool for us too. So, Yeah, and we always say that Coach Parker should be the first one to touch it if he win it just because, you know, it's been so long and he deserves it. I like that. How would you describe Mason Coach Parker's coaching style? Uh, I think he's straight to the point and direct. He says it how it is, you know. I mean, he doesn't, you know, have any favorites or anything, and just he does what he loves to do. And I mean, we love having him on the ice with all of his experience and stuff like that. So we're lucky to have him. Jackson, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, he won't sugarcoat it for you. He'll tell you what needs to be done, and if he can't get you to do it. He doesn't have a place for you here. Yeah. Okay, I like that. If yeah. there if there's a guy on the team that is not I, I don't want to say isn't a good player, isn't playing up to his potential, but is just the guy that isn't paying attention. He's kind of like the cancer in the locker room. Do you guys approach that player first or does Coach Parker do that? Um, it depends how bad it gets, but I mean, yeah, we'll approach him and then if stuff doesn't change, like Jackson said, like he doesn't have a place for it. There's no time and place for bullshit. So they'll get right to the point and like, he's not afraid to say, Hey, take your gear home. He'll give you a chance. But I mean, if it's a recurring issue, then yeah, he's, he's right. There isn't a place for you here. So he'll send you home. I like it. I got one last question for you. And that is when you step onto the ice for that first game on Friday, what is your first goal when you get onto that ice for your very first shift? What impact do you want to make on that first shift on the ice? Jackson? Probably get the puck low into their zone and just sustain some pressure and probably get a few hits in and just keep control of the game. Gus? Yeah, start off the game and show that we're not like the better team. I mean, so yeah, take control of the game already early and show them who Triple Falls is. Yeah, just don't give them any breathing room. Obviously, we've given some teams breathing room, and then those are the games that we haven't had success with. So if we can just come out fast and hot and don't give them breathing room, I think we should be fine. Well, you guys are some of the big guns, so you got to set the tone right off the bat from the first drop of the puck. And uh, I have a feeling that if you set that tone, that your teammates are going to follow, and uh, it's going to end up in a in a good good spot for you guys. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Gentlemen, this has been a pleasure. Thank you for taking time, you know, to talk to us. Mogi and I both wish you the best of luck. And uh, 
we're we're waiting for the the trophy to come home. That's for sure. <laughs> thanks they, for being here, guys. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, ladies and gentlemen. It. Please don't forget to leave a comment on your social media platforms. It helps Mogi and I stay in the game. Mog and a big thank you to our special guests, Chippewa Falls High School hockey captains Gus Thorpe, Mason Johnson, and Jackson Hoyam. Got it right, Moog. <laughs> as well, as you, our faithful listeners, please remember to visit our sponsors, Riverside Bike and Skate, Chippewa Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Kelly Heating and Electric, Hertel Law, and Northwoods Therapy Associates. Please follow us on your favorite social media platforms. And remember, folks, until next time, keep your head on a swivel and stay on your inside edges. It just